Today on episode 74 of the Home of Play podcast, we get some leaked info about the PlayStation VR 2, Sony is looking at getting AAA titles for the new VR, and Ghost of Tsushima's multiplayer component Legends is going to become a standalone product. All that and more. Can't wait for the director's cut. Let's get some intro. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 74 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday, the two best friends join forces to give you all the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, and reviews. And that is because we're the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steve, and with me, I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher. Hello. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here because of this. That allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free for you to enjoy at your leisure. We only ask you to help support the show by telling your friends, family, and the great white buffalo about the podcast and that they can find us on all your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we're growing, and it's all because you lovely gaming homies helping to spread the cause through the power of word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, or complaints, we want to hear from you. Please send any of those to our email address, homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com, and then we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss what the hell a great white buffalo is. Uh, on today's episode, we have five <laughs> five news articles, read it and weep, uh, to discuss. But first, as always, let's begin with what we've been doing this last week. And uh, Curtis isn't here again, so we start with Chris. Well, this is week two of my vacation. Uh, I've been playing a lot of random games. Uh, not much on console this week. Um, I think I, play, I actually started up the Spider-Man Miles Morales. Morales. Uh I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm liking it. The humor is good. The characters feel like almost real to me. Like they just feel well written. Like, hey, this is some how you would respond to this situation type of thing, which I, I really like. Gameplay is really fun. Swinging the web. It's tons of fun as usual. Um, looking forward to getting into that one at some point a little bit more. Um, other than that, uh, I actually got invited via email uh, to participate in the current PlayStation beta update, which is the big one. The one where you can add on uh, SSD hard drive to the thing. You can add, uh, what else? They changed a lot of the menu systems. You can move things around. Um, you can, the trophies look good now. I sent you a screenshot of that. Uh, so mm-hmm. now that looks proper. Although I think there's they're still a little too wide, but whatever, it's it's in the right layout now which is much more preferred um other than that yeah i didn't do too much i downloaded it installed it didn't really I tinkered around with it a little bit there's definitely some changes uh, i'm curious to do like a party chat with you just to see the differences with that because they did tweak that a little bit made it more easier to pop up which is nice some quality of life things too like where you go to your collection um it starts by default viewing installed games first and then you could see like, you know, your PlayStation Plus subscriptions and all, all the other games you own and all that kind of stuff. But it just, it's nice that it actually starts with the installed stuff first, which makes more sense to me. Um, lots of other good things in there. I'm looking forward to checking it out a little bit more deeper, uh, maybe later on this weekend or who knows when. Anyways, I didn't have a crash. That's the main thing. <laughs> I haven't had to re- restore back to a previous uh, version. So that's pretty good for yeah. that. Uh, PC wise, been lots of PC gaming this week. Uh, did some random goofy games with some friends, uh, playing a game called Speedrunners, which is a lot of fun. You're just racing your other players with pretty much just jumping, ducking, grapple hook, and a couple of weapons to throw at them. And it's, it's very arcadey, but it's quite fun and entertaining. 
Uh, another goofy one, which is up to eight players, is Gang Beasts. It's just goofy. It's like ragdoll physics where you pretty much have to like knock out your opponent and then like try to lift them up over your head and throw them into like a big saw or grinder or off of power plant or something. It's it's hilarious fun. Tons tons of laughing. I think my mouth was my jaw was like sore just from laughing so hard. It's it, that kind of stuff's just tons of fun. And we had I think about six people, which was good. So there's once people once my friends kind of picked up that hey this guy knows what he's doing a little bit. I didn't look up or anything. I just kind of figured it out a little bit better. They started ganging up on me, and I'd be like flipping around them, trying to dodge them, throwing me out. It was a lot of fun. Uh, other than that, you know, the same, a uh, little bit of League of Legends. Um, I think it maybe even a little did a round or two of Valorant again. Uh, oh, me, me and my one buddy. I think you, we, you, me, and Curtis actually played this one, Overcooked Two. We started yeah. a game in Overcooked until we got fed up and. <laughs> Had to take a break, <laughs> but lots of fun with that one. I think the big one this week that I spent most of my time in is an older game. Um, I guess I'm getting more nostalgia for the Diablo 2 and maybe the potential of Diablo 4, but um kind of excited. But we started playing, uh, what's it called? Path of Exile. I guess that one's been around for quite a while, but they're constantly updating it and keeping it fresh. I I've played it briefly a couple years ago for like two seconds and I guess I just wasn't in the mood um, but I kind of dove in now I've flew through like I think three acts already and like as many as like two days three days um, really enjoying it my OCD obviously try I had to give up on picking up everything because there's so much crap loot so much crap loot I was like okay now I'm only picking up golds and higher even then it's like I should only pick up what I need but it's uh, it's good. I'm trying to catch up to my other buddies who play kind of like every, once a week. They kind of coordinate a day. So I'm trying to catch up to them. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I think they're on act like six or something, but it's it's been enjoyable. It's it's up there for sure. I find it better than Diablo 3, which might not be a stretch for some people, but it, it's, it's pretty darn good. Um, other than that, I think that's pretty much it. I got out of the house a little bit more, which was nice. I uh, went and saw a movie in the movie theaters. Uh, old. Uh, it was really good. Uh, recommend it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for my week. Uh, how about your week? Have you been playing anything? Uh, nope. Just uh, this week was really busy. I basically almost completely took a break from games just because how much stuff, you know, I had to plan uh, a birthday party and all this stuff and I, I just had no energy this week from all the extra work at my jobs and on top of yeah, all the other stuff, I was just done. So I ugh, I don't think, yeah, I didn't play Demon's Souls with you this last week. So I guess when I had, I think I probably played one hour and it was Dark Souls 3 and then I knew I only had like one hour. So I just played it, got basically nowhere <laughs> and then uh, that was about it. I was thinking maybe Doki Doki because I'm like, oh, that'll be easy to jump into. But again, when when you only have an hour in a text-based game, I'm like, I'm not getting anywhere here. So yeah. that was basically it, honestly. Um, yeah, there wasn't even a lot of stuff to watch. I just, I don't know. When the energy sucked from my body, I can't. Uh, yeah, usually when there's a, a holiday or something that usually means your work's amped up a little bit more for that week. So Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully at some point we'll be able to, I'll get, get you to be able to 
get me through the rest of Demon Souls. I mean, if I put spend the time, I could probably do it myself, but yeah, it's more fun to do with friends. So, Moving into some more game-centric topics, uh, Chris, did you also hear Mass Effect Legendary Edition sales were well above expectations, and that comes from EA itself. Oh, I didn't hear that, but I'm happy for them because I'm a big fan of the series. I'm just happy that the, you know, the more single-player games that do well, hopefully the more EA will listen mm-hmm. and just make good single-player games again. Yeah, because they were very you much know. about, nah, people don't play single-player things. I mean, that already feels like a while ago, even. But Well, no, does it, though? Because we just talked about Battlefield. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> wow. And how they wa- apparently want you to think of the game as a service and not a game, yeah. which we talked about this as well. Uh, then don't charge me for a game. <laughs> like, you know, if it's not a yeah. game, then I don't want to pay the, like, exorbitant new... Yeah. It's like they're so, trying not to call it an MMO anymore. It's just another term for it. Uh, you want so, us to pay, I, like, pretty much monthly. Like, it's not Netflix. Like Exactly. <laughs> and then, so anyway, yeah, hopefully with Mass Effect doing well, you know, Fallen Order did well. Maybe they start getting the hint. Even uh, I can't remember. It takes two. Seemingly did well. Yeah. I think they posted when they did over a million. I thought sales. I heard too that uh, Mass Effect Andromeda is actually making a comeback too. There's more people I jumping out because I, I think we've talked about this many times before, but I just think a lot of people overlooked it because yes. it wasn't Shepard. Then you you heard all the negative press about like bugs and glitches when it first came out. And mind you. It doesn't look that bad now in a year when we had Cyberpunk come out. <laughs> Cyberpunk, <laughs> like, Anthem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So many like, games. Maybe they wasn't that broken. Maybe we shouldn't be so upset with how her face looks like when she talks. <laughs> yeah. It's like her eyes may look through your soul, but at least they're looking at you unlike Cyberpunk. And then uh, we also found out this week that PS4 console sales limp to just over $116 million. Uh, the PS4 managed to sell 500,000 units and it brings its lifetime sales up to 16, well, sorry, 116.4 million. Uh, not too bad uh, considering, you know, it's already next gen, like next console launch. We'll pass that now by a good half year. And, uh, you know, you're looking at 500,000 sales for an all console. So better than I would have assumed, uh, you know, still good. But yeah, second best console, home console, you know, sales of all time. Nothing to smirk at or make fun of. So good for the PS4. And then uh, that kind of leads on to the next one. Sony is absolutely flying financially right now. Uh, In fact, for the three-month period ending 30th of June 2021, the company secured its largest Q1 revenue and operating profit ever. PlayStation as a whole pulled in $5.62 billion alone. The biggest Q1 revenue ever for the division with the PS5 shipping 2.3 million units during that period. While the number of PS Plus subscribers did dip compared to the previous quarter, it's still up year over year. There's no real room for panic there. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. That one uh, makes sense to me. Uh, You know, you never know how it's going to go because typically I want to say... Sony gets hurt by its other <laughs> divisions, yeah. you know? Uh, like, I can't remember which year it was, but I remember basically the PS4 was the uh, was literally the carrying the, for the, the whole yes, <laughs> for the whole company. Their movies were not doing so well. No, yeah, this is uh, good news for Sony as a whole. I mean, they make 
I want, they make pretty decent products. I like the Sony TVs. They definitely do. Oh, yeah. They're, they're pretty good. I mean, their movies and stuff are whatever. They're fine. I mean, yeah. Uh, their movies have been pretty bad, you know, except for Spider-Man, I'd say. Like, what's the last? Yeah, true. You know, I can't Sony think of movie. what, uh, yeah, the next Sony mm-hmm. movie other than Spider-Man. So, yeah. No, it's I'm still it's waiting good. for my uh, Men in Black and Jump Street <laughs> crossover movie, <laughs> but uh, I'm never getting it. Makes me sad. Uh, and then our last little pre-news discussion here. Astro's Playroom PS5 dev team Sobe teases most ambitious game yet on the new website. Uh, I don't think it's a surprise to anyone that we can expect probably a full-length Astro game next. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even some of the job listing uh, descriptions, it sounds like they're thinking of realistic graphics, but in a playful manner, which... It's Astro, a hundred percent. You know they're looking at their aim. Their market is family friendly games, right? Yeah. Sit with and, your I, and I think it's a smart move. You guys need to, you know, Bug Snacks was good. Or did I say that right for the first time ever? You did. I think I did. Oh my god! Look at me. I'm learning. <laughs> um, and so I'm like, Bug Snacks was good. Uh, but yeah, keep on with the platformers, right? Like, you know, I, I think Sony is clearly looking at its weaker components now, and like the genres it doesn't. You know, we talk about first-person shooters all the time. It definitely seems like they're pushing towards that in the background. Uh, and not that we're going to see that tomorrow. That's going to be a few years out. But, you know, they are looking into that. They're looking into online games because, uh, you know, they don't have any standalone. I think they're probably a little worried about Halo's uh, resurrection. And then, uh, yeah, now with this, I'm like, good. Get some platformers on there. You know, you kind of hit all the places you need to. And... Uh, Speaking of platformers, kind of a sidestep. Did you see the gameplay trailer for Stray? That's the cat one. No, I didn't. They released more footage of it, and it's it's going to be pretty much a platformer kind of. I think it looks like pretty well open world game. Visually, it looked really good. Um, I'm hoping it'll like hold up as like you know exciting and fun to play. But it it, it actually surprising. I was like, damn. This looks like something I'll maybe even get. <laughs> I like puzzles. Can I? But can I crap one foot away from a litter box like real cats do? <laughs> uh, I just didn't see spiteful... that in the trailer, but you can uh, take your claws out and scratch the side of a couch. <laughs> well, there you go. See, if they can do that, then let me crap exactly one foot away from a litter box like spiteful, hateful cats really do. Uh, I had a cat. I know this. It's very cruel. Why do they do this? <laughs> it's just, I didn't it's just make hateful. it. Yeah, it's like I know you could have done this. Like you only did it to hurt me. Uh, if anything, it, like I said, it, it looks actually half decent. So I'm gonna be keeping an eye out more for this one. I think I will too. You know, I I think I'm finding myself more and more uh, accepting of indie games. I would say mm-hmm. I've played more of them this last year than I ever have. Uh, even I mean, and I. Some people are really diehard for what does an indie mean. You know, I, I always get this backlash of people being like, well, that's not a true indie game, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, whatever. It's beyond the definition anymore. It's more like a genre at this point. And I would say like Hades is coming out. I think it's this month yeah. and I might pick up that, uh, you know, Doki Doki. I don't know if you'd call it an indie game, but I'm just going to say it. it's a smaller game. You know, it's not any of these big AAA studios. So that's how I'm going to refer to it. And yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see straight, you know, if I can stra- scratch a couch and crap on a the floor, then yeah, why not? Why not give it a try? <laughs> and it's got robots, you know, that's always fun. Mm-hmm. Cats in the future. 
cats in the future. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> just like, what? What's going on? <laughs> so anyway, we're just going to get right into the real news. Okay, we're starting with number one. We got leaked PSVR 2 info. This one comes from VGC. PlayStation VR 2 looks set to impress based on unrevealed specs reportedly seen by Digital Foundry. In a tech site's latest DF Direct weekly video, uh, technology editor Richard Ledbetter seemingly re references the PSVR 2 details leaked in May before claiming to have seen even more impressive specs for Sony's upcoming headset. According to multiple upload VR sources, PSVR 2 will offer a resolution of 4,000 by 2080 pixels, uh, and that's apparently 2,000 times 2040 per eye. PSVR without parole also claims the headset uses a Fresno question mark OLED display and has a field of view of 110 degrees, 10 degrees more than the original PSVR, and 20 degrees more than the Quest 2. Uh, this one's in quotes. The hardware is capable of flexible scaling resolution, which concentrates the rendering resource on players' area of focus, and this shouldn't be confused with foveated rendering because that's a separate process which can be used in conjunction with its confirmed eye-tracking technologies, the site reports. And when you combine FSR and foveated rendering, it dramatically reduces the strain on the PS5's resources. These techniques, along with a few others that haven't been widely discussed yet, will help PSVR 2 games look better than VR games rightfully should. That's promising. In addition to their previously confirmed adaptive triggers, PSVR 2 controllers will also re reportedly include capacitive touch center, wow, touch sensors, words, uh, for the thumb, index, and middle fingers. And the controllers are said to be able to track how far from the sensors a player's fingers are. Sony is reportedly planning to release PSVR 2 in the 2022 holiday season, and PSVR without parole claims launch details will be revealed early next year. So, Chris, are you excited to get your hands on a PSVR 2? I am, actually. I mean, I think this month in August is when we're actually going to get the official announcement, uh, like, not these leaked things that we've been constantly hearing about. So I feel yeah. like we're going to actually get whole, whole everything will probably match to be honest uh because they usually the leaks are pretty accurate but uh i think this month we're actually going to get the official announcement for it um i feel it in my bones um so i am super excited for it i don't use my original psvr that much uh like we've talked about in the past i have the original version so hdr doesn't work with it i'd have to i constantly have to unhook it and plug it back in i'm too lazy to do that so it pretty much just sits there and looks pretty. So uh, I'm excited for the new PSVR. I'm excited for the next article that we're going to talk about uh, in regards to the PSVR. Uh, but the tech stuff all sounds really good. Uh, and I, I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm actually legit excited for this thing. And this is, could be another day one purchase for me. Um, assuming like all the back catalog works and everything, which I assume it would. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, I feel like the first PSVR was just a demo. Yeah. Uh, you know, almost like... Uh, it, Dipping the toe in the water. Yeah, basically. You know, it was... Um, I, I lack a better terminology, but yeah, it just felt like a test. Yeah, PlayStation and, wanted to see if people were actually going to be interested in this thing. Well, that, I think that's... It, it's like the whole spectrum. It's like... 
what do we need to put in this first to, to be successful? Okay, like it was. Like, do are people even interested in this? Is it going to sell? And they tested all the waters, and it looks like they're happy with what they had. Probably all things considered, right? Like they're they're looking to be like, well, this thing was the most technologically uh, expensive or impressive thing out there, and it still did well by their standards. So let's move forward. And yeah, you know, this is kind of like what me and you were talking about uh, a couple weeks ago, where the Steam Deck came out, and I looked at it, I'm like, okay, neat, but like I have no interest in this. But maybe the Steam Deck too. Mm-hmm. Maybe it learns some things. It tries a different avenue. Uh, then maybe I'll get it at that point. That I think that's what I'm seeing here at the PS4 too. Like I know you have the original. I didn't. I was interested in it, but like I didn't feel like the support was really there. Like like they would do some really good games. And it seemed like Sony would then just be quiet. You know, even the last year, I don't think you could name a big VR game, or at least one doesn't pop up to my head. Yeah, I think the last one I remember was um, Blood and Truth. So that was like the last big one I remember. And then like, obviously, Resident Evil 7 pops in my head. Yeah, that was a good Um, one. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, uh, if they get a little more serious, and I think they will, I think seeing these specs speak to me in a manner that yeah i think they're going to uh double down i think we're going to see more um prominent games get the attention it needs yeah probably more games that are going to be uh have vr or the option to not have vr and speaking of which we'll just get into number two uh so we don't have to dance around it anymore (laughs) uh sony seeks triple a games for the ps vr2 this one also comes from vgc Sony is reportedly keen to move away from VR experiences and focus on a quality, sorry, console quality AAA titles via a new hybrid model for PS5 games. This would see major releases come with optional VR support in a similar fashion to Hitman 3 and No Man's Sky. Uh, when games launch, Sony wants players to be able to download either the, re- the regular or the VR version. It was also reported that there will be a huge, or sorry, a big push towards remastering original PSVR games for PSVR 2, which I think would be really smart. Um, For me, it'd be like, you know, I hear good things about Moss, so would I like to go back to that? I think Tetris Effect is what it was called. Everyone was pretty happy with that in VR. Uh, Maybe even Astrobot, like, do I want to go back and try that in VR? Well, it did like multiple people said that was the best VR game for time. For me, I still, you know, cross my fingers. It it may be a a pipe dream, but you know, can Half-Life Alex show up on PSVR two now that, you know, they're more friendly, hopefully. Yeah. And you know, we have heard rumors that steam was seemingly in a question asked to Gabe himself. I think he said something like, you know, we'll, we'll let you know about console stuff later in the year. So maybe that's what he's referring to. I would love that personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one that I was, uh, had a lot of fun with, which is goofy because not much happens, but uh, it was fun just to play with friends, a multiplayer one, uh, the Star Trek bridge crew or crew. Uh, yeah. That was, I mean, you just sit in a chair and you press buttons, but it's just, it was such a short experience because I think we, there was only like five or six missions and we, at the time when we played it, so it's like we flew through it pretty quick, but it was goofy fun just to play a multiplayer game in VR. So it, just to see all the other characters and stuff. I know, I think a lot of people make their own fun with like the, those VR chat rooms you can go to yep. with like animated characters. I see a lot of YouTube videos on that stuff. So. Well, wasn't it Ubisoft's like uh, Werewolf Within or something like that oh, yeah. or Werewolf Among Us? I can't remember what it was called. Um, but that one was same thing, VR thing where you're trying to convince people you're not, it's almost kind of like Among Us, but not really. Yeah. 
Um, so that one always seemed fun to me. Uh, yeah, like there's just a lot of games that I like to see be like be brought forward, right? Yeah, I'm also curious. <laughs> off the top of my head, I can't think of uh, PS VR exclusive games. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I, I'm sure there are some that exist for there's sure. There's that one with uh, that was packaged with the the um, oh, the gun that would hold your move uh, controller oh. or whatever. Can't remember what that was called. Farpoint. What? Yeah, maybe that sounds familiar. Sort of. That's the first thing that came to my head, but yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it is Farpoint. Yeah, there's Farpoint. I, I think I have it. I don't know if I've even tried it yet. I played a lot of the ones that are on PC, like uh, Super Hot and uh, shoot, what are some of the other ones? Uh, the bomb exploding one, diffuses bomb. Don't mm. don't touch. What the hell's it called? It's like don't touch or it explodes or something. I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, it was. Those were kind of fun to play with friends and. I think that one that worries me or like, you know, in reading what I did, uh, they, they talk about similar fashion, Hitman three, which I think that one was pretty inclusive. Like it wasn't some, um, you know, my big fear, I guess is let's say fall fantasy 15. And I remember when they released a video and they're like, Oh, we're adding VR support. And it ended up just being like a weird prompto using guns Fishing. in the background. Yeah. Well, no, it was, uh, he was shooting guns. But it just seemed like you're stationary and it wasn't really the game. It, it just, it was its own experience. But it looked like that lackluster, like, yeah. last ditch Tacked thing on, you just, just patched. Yeah. yeah. And that's my big fear. Uh, they do say Hitman 3, No Man's Sky. And I think those are more, um, they're better examples of like full support yeah. um, implemented well, yeah. I should say. And Resident Evil, not included on there, but yeah. They sh yeah, they definitely should have used that as an example. I think that would have been one of their stronger ones. Uh, but if they go this route, and yeah, like, you know, I still have that theory. Me and you have talked about this, that like when PSVR 2 comes out, I wouldn't doubt if they, you know, just for extra sales, if Resident Evil 8 uh, releases a VR mode for it. Um, I wouldn't doubt if it, you know, you can criticize me later, but I, I wouldn't doubt if it will be exclusive for a little bit. I mean, I really, so. who else is... Yeah, I so, mean, well, the specs of this device are pretty impressive, I think. Now, I don't yeah. know all the specs of every VR out there, but I believe if this is to be what it says to be, I think this one's like the top three or even top two VR system devices, right? I, I believe you're correct. Again, I'm not uh, that knowledgeable on the other yeah. the PC side, but I think you're right. I think that's what I've heard it quoted as. Yeah. Comparing other things. I mean, there's some hard ones. Like it's hard to compare the Facebooks. What is it? The Oculus. It's hard to compare that now so. because yeah, maybe the device works as a decent VR, but people are so pissed off that you have to have a Facebook account <laughs> and it has to be linked up to the system and everything. So it's like, okay, yeah, maybe the tech itself is good, but when you put all these other restrictions on, it ends up being a little bit more shittier. <laughs> so. Well, and I think that's why probably is partly due to the success of the original PSVR is because the only requirement is like, hey, do you own a PlayStation? Well, a hundred uh, or click, click, more click. specifically a PS4, while 160 million people do. Yeah. So it's like, well, do you have any interest in VR? There you go. And that's all your requirement is. Yeah. It's money and you had a PS4. <laughs> like, there you go. And I think this one is the same thing. Like, uh, you know, you've heard about PSVR, you know, its popularity grows all the time. And now PS5 selling good. You know, we already got 10 million units out. We can talk more about it later, but they're quoting, you know, uh, next year already selling 22 million units. Um, yeah, like maybe you are interested in PSVR as well. And 
Like I said, give me Half-Life Alex. I'm just going to keep throwing it in this podcast until it happens. <laughs> Any other closing thoughts on that one, Chris? No, just like I said, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for uh, the hope that there's going to be good news from Sony this month. This is the month, August. This is what we predicted. We're going to hear some news. I'm Give still worried. News. <laughs> With all the Blizzard stuff, does Sony even want like, Call of Duty to? now? Oh, God, yeah. I'm just... Yeah, I'm just... Oh, I really hope it still happens. I mean, heck, we're still waiting for that abandoned thing, which I think is supposed to be August 10th, and can't wait to see the disappointment <laughs> leak out of that. Uh, so anyway, we'll move on to number three. Legends is going standalone. This one comes from VGC. Ghost of Tsushima's multiplayer component, Legends, is being expanded and released as a standalone product. Introduced in October 2020, some three months after Ghost of Tsushima's release, Legends allows players to partner with friends to explore fantastical locations inspired by Japanese folk tales and mythology. The multiplayer offering, which will remain free to players who own any version of Ghost of Tsushima, will be released standalone on PlayStation Door Store, priced at $19.99 USD for a PS4 or PS5. Barring some cosmetics that can only be earned through the single-player campaign, it will be exactly the same experience available to all Ghost of Tsushima owners. In a PlayStation blog post, Sucker Punch producer uh, Productions senior designer Darren Bridges uh, also detailed a range of new content coming to Legends. The headline edition, Rivals, is a brand new mode launching on September 3rd, uh, introducing new trophies, uh, Chris, and cosmetics. It sees two teams of two players competing to defeat waves of enemies. New features will also be added to Legends via an update on August 20th, uh, the day Ghost of Tsushima's director's cut is released. And it, here's in quotes, in addition to all of the above, we'll be adding a new piece of content each week from September 10th through October 1st, including additional Rivals map, new survival maps inspired by Iki Island and EO's, I hope I say that right, Realm, and Trials of EO, uh, a new harder difficulty version of last year's raid that offers challenges in bite-sized chunks and offers a new set of online leaderboard bridges said. Uh, so that was a mouthful. Chris, I think we're both getting this director's yes. cut as soon as it releases. I'm even, you know, I'm the crazy guy. I'm going to get the PS5 version. I'm going to pay that exorbitant $10 more oh, and nobody so can shame. stop me. And nobody can stop me. Yeah, they're I'm stealing from it. you. They're stealing from I you. Know. These features should be free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for this. I'm so ready to jump into this game. I think I've mm -hmm. finished off a couple of my games on my list that I want to get done. So I'm ready to jump in this. I'm ready to try uh, the co-op with you. The, this new mode sounds cool. To, uh, 2v2. I mean, it, it sounds like it's PvE because you're you're fighting yeah. NPCs. But like, it, it, it'd be really cool to get like really good at the game again. And like us just owning them. Like, oh, I'm just excited to jump back into this one. I'm looking forward to jumping into New Game Plus again. I'm so happy about this game. Like, I mean, we talk about it all the time, but it's like, oh, uh, I'm just, this game was perfect. It was pretty well perfect. And they're just constantly giving more content. Uh, I'm super excited. I'm also kind of confused. It's like, who's going to just buy the multiplayer version though? Like who would just buy the standalone and not have the actual single player game? Like you people are missing out. You buy the single player game. No, and I agree with you, but I come from it from the perspective that, okay, you have a buddy, like, let's say you, and you loved it, but let's say I didn't like open world games. I'm only about that online competitive stuff, or I'm a Destiny guy, and you're like, okay, if you don't want that, 
then hey, maybe try this cheap twenty dollar game like the, oh, yeah. the online mode with me. And I, I think that's what they're like. I mean, more options right? here. More options. Yes. That's like it's it's way accessibility, more, right? Yeah, more like options if, yeah, than any other game would offer. Yeah. So I don't know. I like they're saying they're giving you more and more content even after the release starting in September. There's different modes, harder modes, bite-sized chunks. You know, I, I don't know online leaderboards like we talked about. Like it, it's just for what they're asking. It, yeah, they just keep giving and they keep delivering. This is great. I wonder now, like when we look at Ghost of Tsushima Two, whatever that looks like, uh, maybe it won't be Tsushima anymore. Uh, Ghost of Japan, I don't know. Uh, but either way, whatever the sequel ends up being, I wonder if they're taking this kind of hard stance. Is it going to be a separate game in the future? Are they going to do like a full Destiny thing, or are they just going to keep doing it and making the package just seem that much more enticing? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm. Me, I'm 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 kind of good to move on to like a, another character's story, like same sort of lore, but uh, a, a different character. I would be okay with that. Yeah, I think with Bridge uh, Kina, we talked about before being delayed. Yeah, uh, out of August, there's really nothing else, in my opinion, that I'm personally uh, looking forward to. Nothing off uh, the top of my head. So really, there's no roadblock blocks for me. Like basically, as soon as this launches, I know what I'm playing. Don't tell Curtis he's going to be pissed I made him buy Dark Souls 3. Because <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able to play it anymore. But uh, everyone just keep that on the download. You know, I'm touching my nose. Uh, so we'll move on to number four. PS Plus or PS Minus? Aren't I clever? <laughs> Push Square. Take it away, Chris. The number of PlayStation Plus subscribers recorded by Sony has actually dropped for the first significant time. Detailed in the company's Q1 report for the 2021 fiscal year, there are now 46.3 million members. That's a loss of 1.3 million subscribers compared to the previous quarter. Across fiscal year 2020, Q1 recorded 45 million memberships, which then increased to 45.9 million in Q2. It then trended upwards once more with 47.4 million in Q3 and finally 47.6 million subscribers in Q4. The first count of fiscal year 2021 now brings it back down to 46.3 million members. We then got our push square then got an update regarding that article. Speaking during a webcast, Chief Financial Officer Hiroki took Totoki blamed the quarter's decline in PlayStation Plus subscribers and overall monthly active users on the previous year's coronavirus lockdowns and how they they increased game time activity. In quotes, of course, 104 million is not a strong number, but are we looking at it as a declining trend? We don't think so. We are trying to analyze different elements, but there are no conspicuous trends that we can capture. Maybe this month or next month, we will have to continue to watch and do an analysis. At the risk of repetition, may I say that last year, the stay-at-home demand was so significant in hindsight. So compared to that period last year as a trend, of course, it's declined. But compared to fiscal 2019, there is an increase. So you had your own mouthful there as oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll be but, ed- editing tons of those numbers out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looks like we lost some subscribers. And uh, I don't know. I think their reasonings make sense. Um, I also think there's more to it. Obviously, if, from a corporate standpoint, you don't want to come out and be like, well, our PS Plus games probably aren't helping. <laughs> no, they're uh, not. Because, <laughs> you know, me and you have had this. I, I get that I'm probably harder on this topic than most people because I've actually read some articles where they're like, 
oh, this is weird because the PS Plus lineups have been so strong this year. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. There's been like one or two really good months. Like, I know everyone brings up like, well, there's that one where they brought out Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm like, yeah, right after they announced the PS5 update and that you wouldn't get it unless you rebought it. And that was the incentive. They're probably trying to tease yeah. some people and like, hey, try it. Oh, but if you know, if you really want to play the real version now, uh, you're just going to have to go buy it again. And on top of that, like, yeah, otherwise, I just feel like all the other months, a lot of them have been pretty bad. You know, this month, just speaking right now, August lineup, we talked about this last week. What a crappy lineup. Yeah. And it just seems like we're getting this. What was the last month's too? Is like Plague Innocence. Okay. Like, I know some people are going to enjoy that, but same thing. That game has a PS5 version yeah. out there. It's a pretty old game. It's an older game already at this point in time. And I think it's become free on every other service as well. Mm-hmm. I think it was free. It's free on Epic right now too. And I just think with PlayStation not having a Game Pass, like your PS Plus game should matter. You know, it's fine. I guess every once in a while, if only the one game stands out and the other two or whatever. But this month, I would say none of the three games stand out. There's nothing great about it. And I think you're probably like, people like myself included. If I didn't want to play Dark Souls with you or Demon Souls or whatever game we're doing. I probably right now would not have the PlayStation Plus subscription, 100%. I, I think, you know, my other reasoning is other people like me, uh, and I'm not saying everyone is, but some people are probably like me in the sense that the older they got, the less they were into online games, which, you know, I've completely dropped off. I used to be big in Call of Duty, all that stuff. And uh, the older I got, the more I just was drawn towards single-player narrative story-driven games. And I just, yeah, I see online is just unnecessary and i bet you other people have done the same and maybe they're parting ways uh so for me it's like you add those three like reasons and then it kind of makes sense to me uh but i definitely do agree like one of those reasons being uh a lot of people are staying at home and they're like okay well my other friends are also at home uh i got more people to play with right now yeah no i agree pretty much exactly what you said on that one it's to be expected i mean people are slowly starting to get out of their homes now like there there's things to do around town potentially so i could see definitely a decline coming because of that i mean me me and some other people we usually get those deals where you get a year subscription and then usually like 20 bucks off if you can find it perfectly but uh, i totally make sense honestly when you bringing that up, I wonder how many people did the same thing when the pandemic started, and that's why they're not renewing. Yeah, it could they be. Just, yeah. You know, they got that cheap one year, great, done, and now with everything open up, why would you renew? Yeah. And now they're going to realize it's like, oh, that was a PlayStation Plus game. Oh, I need to have the membership to play this. Mm. <sighs> so it, the number could shoot back up right right away too. Like, oh, and with more PS Five yeah. sold, but uh, it makes sense, been- like you say, the people that got the year subscription. I could totally see over the next six months the number dropping, mm-hmm. and then probably at that point it'll probably go back up again. So, oh yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, the more the world opens up, I think the more it will drop initially, uh, and then it probably will carry forward after that. Yeah. So we're gonna segue uh, poorly into number five, our last article of the day. Uh, more PS5s are on the way. This is, uh, we'll, you know, tackle the negative news with positive news. This one also comes from Push Square. Take away, Chris. Yeah, this might make Curtis a little bit more excited. Sony mm-hmm. is confident it will meet its aggressive PlayStation 5 shipment target as it's managed to secure the necessary components to meet its lofty goals. 
Despite an ongoing semiconductor shortage, the company has built bullish about its next-gen consoles prospects, already surpassing 10 million units sold through to consumers. For the current fiscal year, which will end on 31st of March 2022, the company plans to ship 14.8 million units, which it hopes will help it to achieve an install base of near 22.6 million units in less than 18 months. That's a pretty good base for them. And that goal is still very much achievable, according to Chief Financial Officer Hiroki Totoki, who confirmed during a conference call earlier today that it secured the chipsets needed to manufacture that many machines. The firm is now moving towards profitability on the platform, with Bloomberg reporting that it's now turning a profit on the flagship 499.99 model. Assuming that's accurate, Sony is in a staggeringly strong position moving forward as the console is already already competitively priced and selling out consistently. Yay! Happy for Sony. This is good for them. Uh, I didn't think they'd become profitable quite so quick, but that's, uh, that's pretty good. I'm curious, too, when they're going to be more profitable on the... Uh, the slightly more is that the that's not the expensive model. The, there's the one that's five ninety nine, I think, right? No, uh, the four ninety nine is the expensive that's the more expensive one. So does that mean they're already profitable on the three ninety nine? Possibly. Yeah, it's it's hard to look into that, but um, no, that's good. I'm happy for them. Anything that they could say is bank. That's great. Uh, what what are your thoughts on this? Uh, do you think Curtis is going to be able to get his console, or will he uh, miss out on it? Well, that's my hope is that, you know, if they're going to be able, like, my thing is like, okay, you've secured the chipsets, but that just sounds more like a promise uh, within these certain dates. So like, you know, how fast are these actually going to come out uh, would be my thing. I, I mean, I guess decently if they're saying uh, the time limit that they're quoting is, you know, the end of March, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that only gives us, ooh, what, what do we got here? We're in August, so. Uh, September, October, November, December, January, February, March. So you're looking at seven months. Uh, so yeah, in the next seven months, you know, I guess if we divide. Yeah, it looks like they'll probably need to sell about 2 million units per month to get that goal of 22.6. Yeah, as long as it's a steady stream, right? Like if we can get the 2 million out per month, uh, yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. Uh, I mean, we are talking worldwide, right? Well, so, demand is the demand is still there. That's the main thing. Is that when the, these sure. things are hitting the shelves, they're hitting people's homes almost instantly, or yeah. or scalpers. <laughs> and honestly, like I've already heard that, like if you're pretty adamant, like you want this machine, um, you could get it. Like you still got to fight for it. Like don't get me wrong, it's not. At no point am I trying to say like, oh, I just walked into Best Buy and look what's on the shelf, right? Like, yeah. um, so whatever, Curtis will still have to try. Um, but who knows? Curtis is the old flip floppy John Kerry candidate where he does every other day. It's like, I want this, but I don't know. And it's like, hey, Curtis, like you, you want God of War. You want these other games. You want, wow. Well, I know he's going to talk about Elden Ring on PC, but I'm not getting it for PC. So if he wants to play with us. Big boy's got to put on his big boy pants. Um, so yeah, I don't know. This is good news. I'm happy. I hope this makes it easier for people. I hope this moves us forward so we don't have to hear complaints about how hard it is to get them. How do we tackle the scalper thing? I'd like to hear more on that personally. Uh, you know, could they do this in a way that's a little, like, at least makes it somewhat harder for scalpers? That'd be Maybe nice. Maybe like 
the device is why well, it still wouldn't help stop scalpers but i was gonna say if the device is unusable until you register an account or something but not all the scalpers well, are actually thing. using it their should, devices but i know with stores and stuff it's like but yeah there should be a limit you have to have an account a limit of one and don't get me wrong your bots could go to multiple sites but uh just anything to try to make it a little harder at least right yeah you have to you have to physically phone in to order one <laughs> Yeah, get it off the websites because the bots are going to beat you. Then you're going to have robots calling people. We would <laughs> like to move. order a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> I am human. Um. So anyway, yeah, that is it for the news. We got through all those articles in the timely fashion. We do appreciate. Uh, so we're going to move on to homework as usual. What is homework? Homework is when we just don't have enough time in the show to get through everything that happened this week. So we give you the article headline where you can find it, and then you can just go educate yourself further if you're interested in such topics. Uh, so we go with Fatal Frame Producer wants to make a new game in the series. That one comes from Push Square and somewhat excites me. I haven't played all the Fatal Frames, but uh, I somewhat have nostalgia for them. And uh, I just, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing what a new one looks like. Same. I'd like to see a new one. What was there even one on like the PS3? Ooh, it's been a long is it time. Siren? Was it Siren that went on the PS3? Yeah. I could be wrong. If you, yeah. I mean, those are different, though. Oh, sorry. That is a different thing I'm thinking of. Uh, yeah. I don't know, Then Maybe you're right. I feel Maybe like they're all PS2, PS1. I don't remember. Unless I'm thinking of some sort of spinoff one that was missed. But it uh, that's definitely an interesting series that I'd I'd like to get back into. So I think a new... There you go. That's a flagship game, right, for the PSVR. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be terrifying on VR. Okay. Uh, new horror. Wow. How horror game the medium immerses players with the DualSense wireless controller. This one comes from PlayStation blog. If you're interested in the upcoming release for the medium on the PlayStation console, then guess what? There's some new talk of how they're going to scare you more with your controller. Uh, sounds interesting. Go find it. PlayStation Now games for August include Near Automa. Ghost Runner, Undertale, more of that at PlayStation Blog. Chris, you get the last three. Bewitching crafting adventure Witchwood, spelled with a Y, comes to brew on PS4 and PS5 this fall. This one can also be found on the PlayStation Blog. Dead Space Remake, reportedly aiming for a fall 22 release. Uh, that could be More can be found on that IGN. Uh, that seems like an ambitious goal. Mm-hmm. Um... Already delayed to 2023. <laughs> just just now. I'm 100% confirming yeah, 2023. Probably. Uh, unless there's way more that they've done in the background that we're not aware of, but that never happens. So it just doesn't seem like it with the lack of like trailer slash information with EA Play. Mm, yeah. Amazon's New World has been delayed once again following successful uh, of their closed beta. More information can be found on IGN about that. From what I've been hearing, it was fairly decent. Uh, I mean, there's, you know, the, the standard MMO bugs and issues that you come across. But from what I'm hearing, people were enjoying it. This might be Amazon's first success into the gaming uh, universe, that is. Um, I don't know. I'll keep my eye out for it a little bit more. But uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how it goes. It looked okay. It looked yeah. okay. We'll see. It, it has like the aesthetic vibes of like Greedfall. I'm just not into that kind of like mm. stuff. I'm more like hard uh, Dark Souls like armor sets and stuff like that aesthetically than I am like French, like more realistic looking like armor. So 
every time I see that game, I'm just like, ah, it's not really high fantasy or at least not the one I'm interested in. So I probably wouldn't check it out regardless. But uh, I mean, if it interests you, I mean, check it out. You know, if, if, if it sounds like people are enjoying it, then go ahead. If it's not going to break your NVIDIA 3090, like some articles suggested, and then they came out saying it didn't, that uh, they're dirty liars. We'll see what's actually true later. Um, but yeah, check that out. So anyway, that's all our homework for the week. That means that is it for the show this week. Thanks for tuning in yet again on this very special Monday. Uh, we will see you next week. Thanks again for giving us your precious currency, your most precious currency, which is your time. Uh, we appreciate it. humbles us and we love you for it. So until next week, goodbye. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>